Welcome to the Spectral Side with your host, John Mark Poe and Brandon Stoker. With over 40 years of combined experience in the field of paranormal research. So, sit back, enjoy their personal stories and insight into the paranormal. And now, your host. <laughs> Hello everyone and thank you for joining us this evening. I'm John Mark Poe. And I'm Brandon Stoker. And tonight we're going to be talking about some cryptids. In Ooh. fact, we're gonna—I'm gonna kind of hijack the show a little bit and talk about uh, what's been going on on at my place. About time you hijacked the show. Yeah, it's—it's it's, it's, uh, and it's been this week that weird things have been happening. So it starts out Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, 1 a.m. Uh, my son calls me on the phone, gets me out of a good night's sleep. And uh, he's in his room. For the first time ever in his life, he's got everything turned off in his room. Yeah. So it's actually quiet. And he hears this whoop, whoop. And then all of a sudden he says that uh, coyotes are going off like crazy and everything. They're howling. And then just a few minutes later, they shut up. And he calls me saying, did you hear that? Did you hear all that? And I'm like, I didn't hear a thing. I got an air conditioning going. I'm asleep, you know. Mm-hmm. So he says, come over here and let's go see. And I went, all right. So I get dressed, go to his room. We go outside. We sit around for a little bit. Oh, and then I hear the old hoot owl going, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> and I mean, I'm straining to hear that. And he's like, no, this thing sounded like he was like right over there. You know, he's pointing across the street. And he says, really clear. I'm like, okay, come and eat. Well, Thursday night, I'm sitting there watching football. And I hear this whistling. That and the dog heard it, too, because he just went crazy. You know, barking up a storm, running to the door. And I'm thinking, well, it's either Michael out there or one of his friends. And I... Go to the door, open it up, and the dog sticks his head out and looks and looks and doesn't see anything. He's like, okay, there's nothing to kill, so I'm going back inside. <laughs> and, so, and so I go to Michael and I go, hey, was that you outside, some of your friends? And he's like, I ain't been outside. Ain't nobody supposed to be over here. Yeah. And I said, well, there's, you know, it's whistling. He said, well, you know, we got this old guy who wanders by every now and then. He might be him that's whistling. And I'm like, all right. And he goes, here, let's just go outside and check just in case. He hands me the 45, he takes his 38, and we go outside with a big old spotlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got at least a good, clear quarter-mile vision on the road that we can see. So if anybody's walking down the road, we'd see them. Sure. Especially with the spotlight on them. Nothing. We look back on our property, roaming it a little bit. Nothing. Look back, make sure ain't nothing back behind my sister's house or my parents' house. Nothing going on there. It's all nice and quiet. And so I was like, all right, that's just weird. Yeah. And then last night, my wife just happens to mention that she heard the whoop one time, and then the coyote started howling again. That is weird. Yeah, you don't think it could have been a coyote sound, do you? Coyotes don't go whoop. Okay. Um, Coyotes make a really high-pitched... I used to have some out here, and uh, they—I don't know what scared uh, them off. You know, really high. 
Yeah, I don't know what scared them off, but something did. Probably that wolf. Yeah, probably. Wolf would be nice to have back. Well, there is one room in the area because I heard it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so cool. I was out back. I was waiting for, uh, we had a uh, bonfire, and I was mm-hmm. making sure it was going out. and not going to, you know, smolder all night and catch stuff. Yeah. And so I got the coyotes going off in the pasture across the street. I got the neighbor's dogs going off like crazy. I got two ponds behind the house, so the frogs and crickets are going off like crazy. And all of a sudden, I hear this one long, everything went silent. Even the bugs <laughs> shut up. That's funny. Excuse me. I had a. I don't mean to be yawning on. And excuse me on the podcast. I. My main business is what I do is design and build costumes, and I was finishing up one last night, and I finished up about 2 o'clock this morning. Cool. So, 2 o'clock. No, I'm sorry. When was it? No, yesterday. Friday, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm yeah. still getting over it. Yep. I'm not as young as I used to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we kind of proved that in the little intro there we introduced. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, the interesting thing is the fact that several years ago, you and I actually came out here close to my house. Because I saw something cross across the interstate, across not the interstate, but across Sand Hill Road, which is what I live off of. And when we came back the next day, we actually found something that did look like footprints. Yep. So, um, and something that looked like it stripped the bark off a couple of the limbs. Yeah. Of some fallen trees. Yeah. And what was really interesting is one of them, and we have a picture somewhere i know we had a picture of it i guess i still have it because it was taken with a digital camera and i just got it so i might have accidentally deleted it oopsie yeah wouldn't be the first time but we actually saw something that looks like toes went into the the side of the road like it hit a soft spot and it wasn't like a whole foot which was what i thought was cool because you always see the big foot and everything i always question the footprints mm-hmm. but all you saw in this one was a large just the toes, and it looked like the palm of the the Yeah, the like, foot. It was, like it was taking a step up on the heel side. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, but you didn't have a, you didn't have any kind of heel print. Right. So that was really kind of neat. And looking at it, and it could have just been the dirt, but you kind of looked like you could see some grooves and stuff in the actual um, the mud. Yep. So it was, it was pretty detailed. And then further in, there were some places that looked like there was a possibility of some footprints as well because the ground was really kind of, it was soft, but it wasn't like super soft. Right. Something like you and me couldn't leave prints. There was something heavier than us could. Yeah, because we were walking around and we were looking back and there was no, there was zero footprints from us. Yep. So it was really kind of neat. And what was neat about that is somebody I talked to um, several, about probably about a, a couple of days later, I think, several days later. Um, I was talking to them, and they said, well, they actually had an experience not too far away from Sand Hill Road over on a road called Church Road or Church Street or whatever it's called. Church Road. Is it Church? Church Drive or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, it's over further. It was, it's less than a mile away from me. Yeah. And they said they saw something tall walk out of the woods behind them in their car. And they were they were out there trying to find something. And it was at dusk, so they said they looked, for some reason they looked behind them to make sure nobody was coming, and they happened to see, I'm sorry, they happened to see all this uh, this large mass, and they said this thing was probably about eight to nine feet tall, according to them, and that could have just been the angle of sitting down, but they said it was very large, walking out, and then it just kind of disappeared on the other side of the road. So, and where we live out here, it's very open, 
But yeah. there's also lots of trees. That's like where I'm well. at. I got pasture around me, but those pastures are surrounded by thick woods. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what I'm talking about, like where we live out here. And yeah. We don't live in the city. We mm-hmm. live more in the country. So we'll experience a lot more of the things like that as well. Yes, they're really cool. And um, just to show you that we're trying to also debunk it, you know, I noticed earlier that night uh, that uh, my neighbor, they were out. It was probably about 8, 9 o'clock. They were riding around with a spotlight mm-hmm. in the pasture. <clears throat> and immediately I was thinking that, you know, maybe they were looking for a lost cow or something because used to when we had cows, that's how we'd call them and be going whoop, whoop. Yeah. And that's how you call the cow. Yeah. Come eat. So I immediately thought of that. But then I got to thinking, well, you know, it only did it twice and that was it. And it was at 1 a.m. in the morning. And they're not going to be out at that, you know. Sure. Yeah, because, I mean, they said that some of the, the recordings of um, Bigfoot out west or Sasquatch, um, the you actually had the whoop calling which sounds a lot like a howler monkey mm-hmm. in some ways and i'm pretty sure we don't have howler monkeys around here not, not that i know of yeah, well you know not that they're escaping some of those uh zoos that got hit by hurricanes in florida <laughs> that's a long way to come <laughs> well, well boas are here them? now so you know the what boa constrictors are here now well that's also from people who got those things and they got a little bit bigger than they thought and then they let them free yeah I'm kind of surprised they can live around here. It well, you see, that's what really got me to thinking about something. You you know the Native American story about the tie snake? Yeah. And how big it was supposed to be? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a boa or an anaconda? It does, actually. It could Maybe that's what might have been an anaconda. Anaconda. You know, because the, they were around creeks. Mm-hmm. That's where they would find them, these huge snakes. Yeah. And I got to thinking, well, maybe back then, you know, the temperature was warmer back then. Mm-hmm. So, uh they could exist there. Yeah. It was a little bit more tropical up this way. Yeah. And even if it was just here temporarily or if it came up during a certain time to feed. Mm-hmm. Possibility. Well, we know the legend of the, the large, uh, what was it, the large mountain lion. Yeah. We know that that's actually based on true. Yeah. And you know fact, what we need to have here for this story, don't you? What was that? Ladybug. Yep. Because uh, we actually have, we, we, there is a actual panther mountain lion mm-hmm. roaming the area. We have it on trail cam. Yeah. Somebody had taken it about two years ago on a trail cam. And the thing actually has something on its neck, like some kind of tracker, it yeah. looks like. So somebody is being caught from somewhere then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's uh, either being tracked by university or, or by fishing and wildlife or somebody. It looks I'm going like. to have to give a plug if the book is still out there Lies, Legends, and Lore of the Chattahoochee. Yep, it's still out there. Yep. So if you get a copy, you hear this, and you made it this far in the podcast, go look for that copy. A good friend of ours uh, actually was the author of that book. Yep. And actually did some of the artwork. Cool. So, in fact, I think it did all the artwork. Sweet. Uh, yep. And uh, so, Lies, Legends, and Lore of the Chattahoochee. Hoochie Coochie. <laughs> well, you know, uh, several years ago, we were out at Spring Villa. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were. And uh, that was pretty cool because it was the uh, Creepy Mountain Big Fix Society from Silicaga. What was it called? The Big Mountain. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Creepy Mountain Bigfoot Society. Yeah. From Silicaga. Yeah. So that's up north from us. Yes. And uh, they came down mm-hmm. and did an investigation with us at Spring Villa. Yeah. And me and one of the gentlemen had a flare camera. Mm-hmm. And we were looking off into the distance, probably a good 40, 50 yards away. 
maybe mm-hmm. even 60 yards away, we got something on the floor. Yeah. And it was huge. This thing had to be at least six and a half, seven foot tall. Sure. It was wider than me and him standing next to each other. It would be wider than you and me standing next to each other. It's pretty big. Pretty damn big. And, I'm not uh, a small person. And, uh, you know, all we could see was probably about chest up. Yeah. And it was like a solid rounded head and shoulders going down. You know, definite head and shoulder shape. Knees and toes, knees and toes. No, just head and shoulders. Just jokes. I know. Anyway, so this thing, you know, on flare, we don't know if it was facing us or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all we can see is the heat signature. Sure. And then it turns to leave. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't turn its head and then its body. The body and head all turn at one time. Well, I thought that was stiff. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing is, I think... Uh, now, the cool part was, a what? few minutes later, a deer hopped out in front. Yeah. And so we were able to record it, and you can tell that, hey, that is a deer. So you can't go, okay, that must have been a deer or something, because, nope, that's a deer. And they look completely different. Yeah, and we don't really have any bears in this area either. We do. But not like a lot of bears, right? Yeah, we do have we do have uh, little black bears. Yeah, but they only get maybe five foot. Yeah, but it's not like you're walking out in, in one of the state parks and you come across a bear. True. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a very rare. Th- well, it's not a very occurring thing. No, I mean it has happened over Spring Villa. Yeah, but this thing you could tell was not a bear because there was no ears. Yeah, and it it, it was a rounded head shape. Yeah. Just for anybody who's not. listening, I want to explain. We don't have a massive bear population. We're not no. like out west. We don't have grizzly bears. No. We don't have Kodiaks. You may that. see one every 50 years. Yeah, and I just think the thing gets lost. Mm-hmm. But as society's grown and the cities have grown up in the areas that they normally would be able to walk, they usually you don't get really get too many out this way. Um, so there's anybody who may be thinking, oh, it's just a bear. We don't really have bears around. No, we don't. And they're smaller. Yeah. Little bitty things. Yeah, they like I said, they ain't no bigger than five foot at the most. Yeah. So, no, that's kind of interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, stories, you know, we mostly you know, it's like the further east you go the less and less you hear about Bigfoot in the sense of what you hear from out west. Uh, but of course, you know, if you go down south toward the swamp apes mm-hmm. or the swamp monster or the swamp, what do they call him? The honey skunk island ape. swamp monster, skunk ape, and the honey island swamp monster. Yeah, in Louisiana. So when you get down that way, you have a lot of the stories of these things. They said they smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly have pictures yeah. of these things. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, working from the video and stuff like that, you'd be amazed at how some big something looks when there's not really a strong frame of reference. Because I've watched people who've actually walked on top of mountain ridges. They look huge. They look massive up there, even though they weren't. It was a, It's a, an optical illusion that's created by the atmosphere. Isn't that just the coolest thing? I think so. But, at the, you know, at the same time, though, there's been, and you know, people can say that they don't exist or anything else like that, and that's fine. But the question is, I don't believe everybody's story. Yeah. But, you know, there are some people out there who have, you know, like, uh, we, you know, anybody who's watched television, you know, there's some of those people who are out in the middle of Texas somewhere and out west in the woods, and they get some of these weird calls, like what you're describing, 
this sound like a freaking orangutan or it sound like something else calling yeah. out in the distance. So it's not a question of if they're there, if they're Bigfoot, if they are interdimensional traveling creatures like people try to say they are. Um, but at the same time, the question is, what is it? And that's really the biggest part of paranormal investigation. Yeah, and see, you that's know, what we're trying to figure out here. What What is this at the house that we keep hearing? Yeah. And the, you know what you need to do? You need to get a trail cam. Yep. I got a good one. I just got to get it out. Or if you can get uh, another thing you could do is you could get a large recording, get a recorder with a large disc and set the thing up and record all night long. Yep. And see if you can get anything. Because once you dump it to timeline, you will be able to see the actual um, the actual peaks and everything that will show up on your timeline. Uh, on editing. Peaks and valleys and weird things like that. Yeah, so if you end up getting the whoop, you know, then you know what it is. Because um, that's, the, that's the thing that I'd be most interested in. Plus, if you have something like that, you could possibly um, reference it to other primate sounds. Because there are databases out there that you can access that you can hear the howls of certain primates. So you could be possibly. Yep. But, you know, it's like, um, but, you know, the thing is with me is like stories that we have, like the child out west that disappeared and they found him. He was a him um, miles away. He was barefooted and nothing else. And he was found like close to a road or something. And his said he was being carried off by the, by the big hairy man or something like that. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Nothing harmed them. But at the same time, you also have some stories where they seem to be somewhat aggressive. So Now, I actually had a couple of guys. Uh, you know, we do our ghost tours and everything. Mm-hmm. Coming up yep. next week. Next week, we start our ghost tours. If so if you're in the Opelika, Auburn area, uh, every Friday and Saturday in October, yep. stop by. We're in Opelika at 6 p.m., and we're meeting in at the old train depot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we go to Auburn at 8 p.m. and meet at the Tumor Oaks. Yes. It's a free for all to come and enjoy. But donations are accepted. Yes, they are. <laughs> Got to throw that in there. Um, anyway, what I was saying is is one year we were, you know, we did, we did that, and I had a couple of people stop me. One guy who was a, uh, a avid hunter, mm-hmm. and he was uh, over there back over um, – you know where 169 splits at Spring Villa Grocery? Sure. He was over on that side in those woods, back over in there. On the right side? Yeah, on the right side. So, same, so away from Spring Villa? Yeah, he went okay. toward, He went further away. He went west of Spring Villa, basically. Okay. Uh, he went toward the split. Okay. Over in those woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that he was over there and he had something throwing rocks at him. And that's a very common occurrence as well in a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot, you know, these things, throwing rocks. Um, there's been a video that someone posted on one of the paranormal shows where they were, you know, hunting for Bigfoot. They had it. It was all about Bigfoots or cryptids. And you could see this thing kneeled down, very large thing kneeled down, throwing rocks. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not. I don't know if you saw that video or not. No, yeah, you can look it up. Look it up. Um, but you see something in the woods at dusk throwing rocks. So, you know, maybe these people who said that these things are being aggressive, maybe they were getting too close to their nest or their area that they're in for the night, and they're just wanting them to get away. Because 
they seem to have some very strong high level of intelligence yes yeah so and the only reason why i said the interdimensional thing is because you know the story of you know the the yeah the, no, the ship crap. disappearing yeah. so well we know the ship disappeared i'm just not too sure about him seeing sasquatches in the interdimensional void yeah as he described it they're talking about, we're talking about the eldridge yes uss eldridge if you're wondering which is also known as the what experiment the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, which actually did happen. <laughs> if you believe it. Oh, they got footage of it. They got documentation. Have you ever seen the movie The movie about it? Oh, yeah, that was that was a little bit far-fetched. Oh, it was a cool movie. But it was a good movie. It was a good I movie. I mean, it took you to the extreme, but it did. It, it actually did disappear, and there was documentation of people actually... The, it sounds so far-fetched, but there's people who actually phased or who actually, like, were... People were dead, and they were in the metal of the ship. <laughs> That's a little bad, mm-hmm. you know. So, to me, I'm sitting here going, yeah. <laughs> so, Tesla was right. Yeah. I think Tesla, part of Tesla's designs were used to yeah. generate that, that field. So, uh, Tesla knew he was from another world. So... But no, I mean, so, but yeah, that story, if you hear it, they said that when he was in there, he looked out and he could see, like, things that look like Sasquatches inside the the light or whatever. Inside the void. There's no life. In the void. Only death. So, I see you. There's no life. Who did the voice? Uh, same guy who played Lutz. Cumberbatch. Did it? No, not in the. Uh, he only did it in. Uh, he did it in the the re, the, the prequels. The Hobbit. Yeah. The guy who played the uh, Lutz. Yeah. Uh, the big ogre mm-hmm. from the big Udokai. This is our rabbit hole. Yeah, the big Udokai guy. He did the voice. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, yeah, he. But Cumberbatch did it in the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, which he also did the voice of. Schmog. Schmog. Uh, I never, uh, yeah, I never can say it right. Um, you guys say Aug. Aug. Schmaug. Schmaug. But yeah, I mean, so that's that to me is, you know, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to say it's real. They don't want to say this or don't want to say that. You know, we do have um, the legends in Native American stories, and yep. Indians out that way, that um, the people who lived way back then. Oh. Uh, and something else, you know, your listeners need to know, especially if you're not from the South, that to go on somebody else's property to trespass, do you have a 99% chance of getting your head blown off? <laughs> I mean, literally, because it is legal to shoot someone who is trespassing. Yes. And it is, in Alabama, it is a standing law. Yep. So even if it's not marked, you're still trespassing. Yep. And you can get shot. <laughs> yes. And if you're that dumb, lot. take your life in your hands, because, you know, I will shoot you. <laughs> and the other thing is that there's a lot of places to bury people out here. Yep. Um, and never be seen again. <laughs> Ooh, mildly threatening program tonight. All right. Mm. So, but no, I mean, so the interesting thing is, uh, for get me. Get rid of that Bigfoot, scare him off. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Well, if he's listening to a radio, we need to sit back and watch that. Why don't they like me? <laughs> um, but, you know, for me. you scare my dog. Don't yeah. scare my dog. So, you know, a lot of people, 
you know, and I can understand it. And there's people if they if you like this stuff, most people do believe that there is something there. And some people are going to be hardcore and they're going to believe that, oh yeah, it's exactly what the people say. Again, we are a strong, we do believe in the paranormal activity, mm-hmm. but we also believe in taking everything up with a grain of salt. Right. And see, that's why I was going, going outside checking to see if it wasn't somebody outside. Sure. That's also why we carry a gun with us. Because mm-hmm. we don't know if they're carrying one. Well, the way the world is right now, I would definitely say you need to watch your back more yeah. than anything. But, yeah, I mean, so I think it's interesting that, you know, let's let's just say for argument, let's say that it's not real. Okay, let's say it's all completely fictitious and everything else like that. But it's amazing if that is the case, how somebody can make up a story about something, but yet we have the same story around the world. So I'm I'm playing the devil's advocate in that way, saying that even if it's not real, how do we having the same stories all over the world by by cultures that are, you know, hundreds of miles, thousands of miles, hundreds oceans of apart, miles, yeah, oceans apart, continents away from each other, and they all seem to describe something similar. But what's interesting is they all seem to have a slight variation right. in their They're not exactly the same thing over and over again. Exactly. Like the ones in the United States, in northwest United States, they're thicker, they're they're bunchier, they're 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 sturdier looking. Yeah, stockier, muscular, yeah. big. Where down in Florida, the old skunk ape, yeah. he's kind of short, thin. Mm-hmm. And he's fairly quick. Uh-huh. Because it's so damn hot down there, you lose all that weight. Yeah. And also... Um, you know, they say he has a smell to him. Yep. And but the one that they describe in the skunk ape smells like a skunk. Yep. Or worse. Yep. And the one out west has more of a musty smell. Yep. But not a skunk smell. They yep. don't just they describe it as like a wet animal or something. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I've always heard. Um so but if you go even further over, let's say to the Himalayas and you deal in with this uh, the Yawan. Yeah, the Yawan. Or as everybody else may know him as the Yeti. Hmm. Yeah. So, but even then, you have the Yawan and you have the Yeti, and I think they're two, they're actually slightly different, are they not? Mm, no, really. They're kind of like the same thing. Okay. But you know, you have them, and they're very much you know white yeah. fur. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, in fact, uh, Josh Gates, you can actually see if you go to Animal Kingdom, you can actually see in Disney World, Florida. Yeah, you can actually see the footprint that he. Took. Uh, took. And what's funny is before one of the last times that I went, I watched that episode. And then and when I was down there and I'm looking at it, I was like, well, wait a minute. That's it. You know? And it's very impressive. But what's interesting is is it has almost like its, its thumb or the big toe is a little bit set further down, giving it more of an ape look. Yep. So that's an interesting thing to me. So maybe the Sasquatch, you know, maybe it's a big version of some sort of mountain ape. What if it's like a, the polar bear of gorillas, you know? Or the Kodiak bear of gorillas. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, well, I'm saying the polar bear because it's white fur. Yeah. So, I'm Kodiak because it's a giant. Yeah. So that would be a question is like, could this be some sort of primate? Because, I mean, let's face it, the gorillas in the mist, I mean, the, the mountain gorillas, they didn't believe that they were real until the 1930s yeah and the but the but the natives chimpanzees too for that matter yeah um yeah i mean and they were they were discovered much further back Mm -hmm. chimps were 
But it turns out that the, the like you said, the mountain gorillas were not really discovered until much, much, much later. To the 1930s. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they didn't even believe the, uh, the platypus was real. Nope. It was mythical until somebody actually Got it. saw one. Yep. Yeah. They heard those legends of it, and then they finally found one. So, anyway, you killed him with that yep. poison. Does have the poison darts on it, which Perry never used. No. Um, Perry! No. Maybe he hit, well, when it becomes a pet, I think they kind of remove the poison glands. I would recommend it. Yeah. It's kind of like when they remove the stink glands of a skunk. You know, and that still doesn't work. Those uh, bubbas are still musty as fuck. Yep. <laughs> I didn't say the word. I call I call it myself. But they're nish musty. I had a friend who had a pet they, skunk. They stinky skunky. They, they, still, stinky. They, they still have a They're like a ferret, but not nearly as not as bad as a ferret. Not as ferrety. Yeah, not as ferrety. Uh, but no, I mean, so I mean, that's what that's what you know. People got to think about is what if these things, and then turn it around. What if they are real? You know, how endangered are they? How you know because they're not all over the place. People aren't you know they're not walking along the side of the road waving at people. Hey. You know, I don't um, know. It depends on where you're at. Well, that's true. I mean, you can see bears doing it. Hey, you doing there? Um, but at the same time, you know <laughs> that. Hilarious. But they're not. But they're not. Hold up, sign. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll walk for food. Yeah, we will show you my feet for food. <laughs> Wait a minute. What kind of show is this? No. Um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just went dark quick. Yeah. It's and a, so did it's, my mind. It's, it's a foot fetish show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so that's just the whole thing about it is let's say they, at this point we say they are real. Which then, they are. Yeah. Then we have the we have the responsibility of trying to capture one. To save it. To save it. But in the sense of capturing it to... Prove to the idiots prove, that it's real. Yeah, prove that it's real. And the and the, the worst thing that anybody can do, like what you see is sometimes where the people have said, Well, I've I have a Sasquatch in my in my freezer and you know, they show these pictures and it looks like a freaking monkey suit yeah. that's been frozen. That's got something in it. It's frozen. a frozen monkey suit, dude. That ain't no Sasquatch. Yeah. And the other interesting thing is, you know, to go back to the most famous footage of all is of Sasquatch in the woods walking. Yeah, now, what the Gimler yeah, and the problem is, is you have so many people, this one gentleman who said, well, yeah, that was me, and he showed his walk. Well, the only problem is, is that we now know that that was a female mm-hmm. Sasquatch, because you can see the breasts. And what was even more impressive Which is, is harder to yeah, make the Patterson Yeah, the Patterson film. Yeah, and they've actually cleaned it up, mm-hmm. stabilized it, yep. and enhanced it. And a lot more yeah, detail really coming freaky, from. Man. Yeah. Now I will say this: people, people who have argued and said that the technology did not exist in that time to make something like that, they're wrong on that part. Because I have heard people say, "Well, that technology didn't exist." Oh no, it did exist. It's still just as time-consuming today to make that suit as it is as yeah, well. Just think of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Well, even that. I mean, if you look at. Even if you look at some other movies, people knew how to make muscle suits. Mm-hmm. It's not new technology. And they knew how to do hook and rug technology where you can mix and mingle the different colors. Because if you yeah, if you look at a lot of movies, because when did the Patterson film come out? When was it? It's in, was it in the late 60s? I'm thinking. Let me look it up. Let's look that up real quick. Let me look that up. 
because he had actually gone into an area that was known for supposable big site bigfoot sightings and if you're going to fake a suit why would you do a female i mean that is more con- time consuming harder to get 1967 yeah so 19 so almost 1970s so and uh, the planet of the apes came out when 60 something 60 i can actually hear that <laughs> I can hear that thing. 68. Searching. 68. So that shows you. I can actually hear your phone searching. Um, Isn't that cool? Yep. So if you if you think about it and you look at the technique and the different colorations that they had in those fur where it wasn't con- completely smooth. Yeah. So I'm saying that, but the problem is, is they have calculated the height of that thing. And it, it was like well over, what was it, like almost seven foot tall. It was like seven two, seven three. Yeah, and they and if anybody and you can see the back of the foot. Now, if anybody knows anything about leg extensions, you can tell a leg extension. In fact, they said that they even think that maybe they've discovered that there was some damage to one of the legs. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of detail that came out. So, you know, the possibility of these things existing. A lot of people want to be uh, smug and they want to be all this like, well, we have all this technology today and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's... Why can't you get a clear picture of how come on? They're always blurry. Exactly. And that is something I've always wanted. But now that they've cleaned up the film, yeah. you really... And that's just the graininess of the... That film, that film was actually in focus enough. But the graininess of the film is Itself. what was, Yeah, it was, what was the problem. <clears throat> and yeah. see what most people don't know is when Patterson took that, uh, the other guy with him mm-hmm. grabbed his shotgun and started running toward it. Yeah. So if that was a person, they could have got themselves their head blown off. Yeah. So, I mean, he he would have had you know even if it was faked, uh, it was a great fake. But the looking at but looking at the stylization of the face when they actually cleared it up, that was very very believable. Yep. And it wasn't, and it was, it almost had like a movability to it. So I'm just thinking that most people, um, you know, take with a grain of salt, believe what you want to believe. But I don't think if you're going to be in the world of paranormal investigation, or if you are, um, you know, if you're not wanting to believe everything, which is fine, you know, you just can't. I don't think. Cryptids. You, yeah, I don't think that you can be 100%, <clears throat> that you can be 100%. Uh, yeah, closed-minded. Yeah, yeah, don't believe everything you see, but don't be completely closed-minded to everything too. Exactly. I mean, there was some footage I saw of an alien, and whoever, if this was not, if this was faked, I will have to give those, those guys who did that deserve an Academy Award because it was the most believable alien I had ever seen on home video and on phone. It was, I mean, it was incredible. I'm like, this is good. And more than likely, it was faked because it's one of those almost too good to be true things. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing I think a lot of people who are almost too zealous about cryptids and too zealous about Bigfoot, that they go out there and they actually create. Well, yeah, create something. Yeah. Or try to recreate something and forget to tell everybody it's a recreation exactly and or there and you know some people just put this footage out there and they say well this is what i got 
Yeah. They don't say other things. And they're deliberately misleading because they so want people to believe in this that they're okay with putting out false information. Or, or they're trolling you and pulling out false information because of that. Well, well, we've known plenty of people who were, uh, you know, the stories over the years of people who were very zealous about their belief in the paranormal ghosts, to say ghosts, demons, whatever else, and they falsified the information. They falsified what they had. They created the documentation of whatever. And later on, it was discovered that this was fake. Yep. And the only thing that that does is hurt the credible stuff and credible stories of other people. Yeah, because, you know, you see one fake, and you're going to drop a, most of the rest. Going, okay, they're fake, exactly. too. Never mind. And it's like working with, working with, um, with a, you know, 3D production and stuff like that that I've done, animation, computer, stuff like that. You can kind of tell... But at the same time, you know, you still have to be like, okay, that looks, but is it? And that's where cool I'm actually, freaky. yeah. So that's like with me, I'm going to get a an HDMI recording system. Yeah. So when these people pop up this really high res imagery, I'm going to take it, pop it into my computer, and I'm going to ch- I'm going to analyze it and see if I can figure out if this is real or not. You know, cool. Because you can do spectrographs on it and figure it out if it's real or not. Spectrographs from the spectro side. And, Got a nice little plug in there on that one. So, but, you know, hey, hold on, let me see something here. Let's do something here real fun. Hey. You are listening to The Spectral Side. And this segment of The Spectral Side is brought to you by The Ghoulish Garb. The Ghoulish Garb is committed to providing clothing uniquely designed for those who are mystified by witches and intrigued by the macabre and in need of a healthy dose of gallo humor. So check them out at theghoulishgarb.com and really get your ghoul on. Wow. So, but yeah, I mean, but that a lot of people, you know, it's like uh, the legends of the house elves. Yeah. If anybody knows Harry Potter. Um, that's, you know, or they actually. Spiderwick. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, I, like I got the book and everything. That's so cool. Yep. Oh, look, Spiderwick. But what was interesting about that is house elves, which is the same kind of thing um, in the stories or the legends of the house elves, is that you should not leave. If there, if you have a house elf, quotes in the air, and your house is all of a sudden cleaned and all this other stuff, don't give them anything. That's the actual legend. Don't leave them anything. Don't you know? You can be thankful for it, but if you leave like food or something nice out for them, they will leave. So that's per, that's pretty much where the idea from Harry Potter came from. Yep. But the other question again is is where did the legend come of from? the house elf come from? You know, where did these legends of these cryptids start? And that might be something to do a little research on mm-hmm. and stuff like that because I have a book that deals with the the legends of some of these cryptids. Well, I'll keep everybody updated what's going on at the house. If if you. By the next show, if anything new happens or anything's going on, I'll, I'll I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to keep it. I would like to because, like, when I'm done here tonight, it's going to be you know close to nine o'clock or so. When I by the time I get home, I'm going to stand outside, of course, for a little while and just see if I hear anything. Just enjoying the outside. Yes, yes, because we have almost zero light pollution, and you have honey, and we can see the galaxy's edge. Yep. Or the Galaxy Center. 
Yeah, one way or the other. You can Milky. tell it's the galaxy. Yeah, I like that. And you can see all the planets. Mm. It's pretty out there. Yeah. Yeah, I should. That's where I should have come to watch the Lelands. I yeah. Think about that. We get in the big. We get in the big backyard back there. Yeah. Where there's no light at all. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Did you hear about the big meteorite that? Uh, I think I told somebody. I, said, I don't think it ever landed anywhere, but um, apparently, just right there toward the end of September. You know, right just like a week or so ago. Uh, apparently we had a large meteorite fly over that lit up and it just kind of kept on going. So apparently it was much bigger than what the actual, you know, most of the meteorites are only about the grain size of small grains of sand or small yeah. pebbles. Uh, but apparently this one was pretty big because they said it went across the sky. So I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Yep. Give me an idea of what it's like over there when there's no traffic and it's so quiet. That one time we was watching a meteor show. Mm-hmm. Shower, and you can actually hear them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I've never heard of them. I ain't either. Yeah. Ever seen one come at you straight on? Actually, I think I have. Yeah, I have actually. I have seen it, one. It looks like a little star, then it's really bright, and then it goes out. Yeah. I saw one um, years ago. We were out there uh, at a large field on the edge of Auburn before we got all this area and it looked really weird because like we, and it was like that's odd and uh, what was really funny though is we sat there long enough and it got dark enough that we could watch the meet we could watch the satellites spin going past us so you could see satellites going mm-hmm. past us i'm like that's i'm like that's not a star that's not a star and it's so cool because you can also tell space junk too yeah it flickers, as it tumbles tumbles and flickers uh, I think I actually caught. I wish I had the picture. Something. Now I will say this: this was the weirdest thing I ever got on pictures. I'm not going to say it's a UFO. I don't know what this was. I actually had it on a tripod, and I was doing a picture of the sky. Now, when I took this picture, all the other stars are perfectly normal. There's no streaking. There's no nothing. So I let it expose for about five seconds or so. Or five to ten seconds. I forgot how long it is before you actually get a streak, but I think it's about five to ten seconds. Well, when I looked at this picture, there was this thing. It was just, it was like going around in circles, lit up, <laughs> going like, sh- like tumbling, you know, in this almost um, elliptical, not elliptical, uh, but a spiral shape. And it actually looked like it was spiraling in on itself. And so I'm like, okay, that's not a UFO, but that's kind of cool. So. But, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the thing is, uh, to get back on the main subject about, you know, these these uh, ideas of cryptids. Sasquatch and cryptids. Um, but since we're mostly talking about Sasquatch. Um, Sassy Squatch. Yeah. Um, we that, call him Big Toes around here. Because he's got big old toes. I always think Bigfoot would be like that episode of, um, the not the Grim Adventures, but uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Where it had, like, massive feet and it was only, like, maybe four foot tall. That'd be funny. That would be hilarious. I'd be kind of Bigfoot out of my mind running into. Yeah. I, I'm, he could probably still run pretty fast. Come short man. But, uh, yeah, short man. With big but feet. Swamp wife. You know what they say about a, about a, about a man's size feet? He's got big feet. Yeah, you know, about, you know what they say about a man with big feet, don't you? He's got big feet. No. What? He's got big shoes. Yeah, big shoes. That's true. What did they say a man about a man that has a big nose? What is that? He's a blowhard. 
hey, you know, that works. Mm-hmm. But that was always a fun joke. I had to tell you a story about that. We were working on a house about the Bigfoot thing. And um, the husband and the wife were there. And we actually knew them. They were friends of the family. And uh, we said something. And they said, well, yeah, he had a, he's like, I, was, I think he had like a size 14 or something like that, a Bigfoot. And uh, I was like, dang, that's a Bigfoot. And the wife said, and it doesn't mean a thing. Ouch. And I looked at and it was me and my brother and my cousin and my dad. We were all like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, talk about popping a bubble. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, but yeah, it's kind of funny. But, I mean, so, oh, the other things that they have found, uh, even though I'm kind of up in the air on this one uh, because uh, the bending of the trees and Sasquatches, I'm kind of up in the air on that one. I am, too. Because I've gone out in the woods, and trees naturally bend, and they'll bend toward each other. Yeah. And so. And they'll they'll fall in X shapes. Yeah. So, I'm always like. I would think that if a Sasquatch was bending these things and they're making a shelter, they would have like a cluster of them and they would bring them down together and pull them into like a nest kind of an idea. So there are certain things that even I am very up in the air about. Yeah, especially around here. You know, we do get tornadoes. We do get hurricanes. We do get really strong winds. Sometimes we even get snow. Yeah. And all that will bend a tree in half. And I mean, just actually just warp bend it without snapping it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it happens all the time. So when you have other trees in there as well. Yeah. And so, um, wow. So, but that's that's the most interesting thing to me is when it comes to the cryptids. Um, the cryptids. And but another thing to one day we'll find the likeness monster. That's something. Uh, you know. Uh, Sometimes I'm kind of up in the air on the Loch Ness Monster. Have you seen the latest footage that's been out about it? No, I haven't. It, 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 it's supposedly somebody who took a drone footage. Yeah. Uh, close to the shore, and it looks like a giant plesiosaurus. I've seen the old footage of that, and they kind of debunk that. The old, like, mm-hmm. still image. You know. No, this about. one's underwater and full body. You can see it. Okay. I mean... I don't know. It's almost fake looking. Yeah. And again, that's that's my biggest problem when it comes to stuff like that is when it looks fake. It, it looks, I mean, or it's too good to be true. I mean, we have discovered, I mean, I remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, years and years and years ago, um, somebody actually put up a um, picture of this thing that they took a satellite picture of, and it looked like a plesiosaur swimming under the water. Well, years later, they discovered a breed of shark that looks like that. So I think that this Pletiosaurus that they discovered back in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, was actually that shark. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, well, it had to have been. I mean, it's just... And that's the other thing. I mean, you know, we hear about um, the monsters out in the sea. Well, what if it's what if the the things that they're saying with the long neck swimming in the ocean, and of course later on they might draw them. They're always drawn. There was never any photographs. Um, the the necks coming out of the ocean in the drawings to super you know like hype it up. But what if all they saw was this very rare shark 
Because there's not a lot of them. Or a tentacle from a giant squid. Yeah. I mean, I do believe that the giant, I mean, we know the giant squids exist. Yes, because we actually have one on film now. Yeah. Eating. And not just that. There's, and, and this is something I tell the people, think about this. There are whales that have tentacle markings on them. And those, Sperm whales, to be yeah. exact. And they don't have little marks either. They have like coffee can size suckers. So and some large suckers. And some of the guts when they when some of the wells were killed and they opened them up, there were some very large tentacles in their gut. And that's why some people were like, Okay, and that could be, you know, the giant tentacles or the giant squids. That there's there's your possibility of the kraken. You know. Release the kraken. Release the kraken. So uh, yeah, I mean, so I think that some of these cryptids, I mean, like I said, the legends of the cryptids, Yep. I think they, they have some basic basis in history. Basis in history, yes. Well, another one uh, to get into a biblical thing. It's giants. The, the Leviathan. Yeah, that too. Well, if you look at the Leviathan, the and you also look at, um, what's the other one? Um, the ocean one. Leviathan was on the, no, Leviathan was in the water too. Yeah. Behemoth was on the ground. Yes. Then, of course, people think Behemoth could have been a dinosaur. Yeah. Or, or a pletosaur because it said it moves its well, tail. You like got to remember, woolly mammoths were still around when the pyramids were built. Yeah, just up north. But they also were shrinking down, too, at that time. But the description in, in the Bible of But you also remember men back then weren't bigger than five foot tall at the most. Yeah, but still, these, these guys weren't even elephant-sized mammoths. Were yeah, guys. they were. But, um... I'll have to go let, off the let, let all, me, all the stuff because I, I like archaeology as well. And let me tell you something really freaky. Because the, the woolen mammoth never died out. It just changed. Hmm. Did you know that over in the Obelika Museum, there's a dugout canoe that they actually carbon dated to be have built around the same time that Stonehenge was made? I can believe it. From this area. Yeah. Actually, I do remember when they found it. I read the article about it. Um, but the other interesting thing, what I was saying, though, is um, behemoth is actually described as its tail is moving like a cedar. Mm-hmm. So they feel it had a big tail. So that could either be, like, some people think that if it's a dinosaur, it could have been uh, one of the dinosaurs with a very large tail. They want to say with a long neck, but there's no description of it. The the dinosaur I would love it to be because it's one of my favorite ones is the one that had like the large bulbous circle at the end of like a ball at the end yeah. of like a wrecking ball. That would be the one I'd want it to be. That's know? the one they actually found uh, yeah, an entire body. Yeah, still almost perfectly preserved. Yep, they saw it as armor shells. And uh-huh. The color and everything. Yep. So that would be the one I'd want Behemoth to be. Now, Leviathan is described as a serpent, um, but I forgot exactly. I want to. I can't remember the exact name of the dinosaur, but it was a fish. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a one. It was like a mammal, but according to archaeology that has been discovered on it, it looks like it possibly has pouches because it says that Leviathan had fire or sparks coming out of its mouth. Uh, according to archaeology, this dinosaur very well possibly could have had the ability because of the, what they have found is very similar to what they've seen in the other things that can produce fire. Um, when it's like basically the chemicals mix and it creates yep. a fire. Like the fire beetle. Exactly. 
And but what's interesting though is this same fish thing um, was actually fish described. Fish thing. It was actually described. I wish I could remember the name of it. I, I did know the name of it. Um, kind of like an oarfish. Well, no. I mean, it had it had a very long snout. It had razor sharp teeth. They have a they actually they discovered one of these things out west in the desert out west because we know at one time out west was full of you know the ocean. water. Yeah, it was the ocean at one time. And if Mount Rainier ever blows out that side, it'll be full of water again. Yep. Yep. And because uh, it's lower in that area. Well, um, you know, there's a really good Native American story about Mount Olympus, Mount Rainier, and Mount St. Helens. What, all of them blowing up? No, it's the two brothers and the sister. Uh, the two brothers will start arguing, and mm-hmm. it's the sister who will blow her top <laughs> to shut them up. Well, well, that's possible. I mean, that third hur- the, the third tornado, tornado, the third uh, hur- uh, volcano could be the one relieving the pressure. So I might, that's true. That might be what it's Cause describing. Because St. Helens is in the middle of the two of them. Yeah. Well, let's just hope Mount Rainier doesn't go out. Yes. <laughs> but what I was saying is that same um, dinosaur was found out west. But if you look on certain Greek pottery, or Roman pottery, when they're drawing these sea serpents or sea entities or animals, there is one of these things on one of the pots. So is it possible that maybe one of these things could have survived? Because we do know that the the fish, um, which one, what is the fish called? It's actually been found. Coelacanth. Coelacanth, thank you. We know that the coelacanth um, hasn't changed at all. In millions of years. Yeah, it's not, there's no, there's been no mutation, there's been no change, no nothing to it. Um, and it was found very, very deep. So probably the only major change for it, it probably adapted to a deeper environments. But at the same time, it's like the coelacanth is a dinosaur. We have it in the dinosaur record. This thing was swimming around when all these other like T-Rexes and stuff were floating around out there. But that also gives you a deeper question about dating of fossils. Because if they existed throughout, they have existed from the time of whatever to the now time, how do you know how old, if that fossil, it really is that old? Because you know what the oxymoron is about fossil. Fossils are determined by the age of the layer. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know how the layer is determined? Hmm. By the fossils that are in it. There's a problem with that. Yeah. Yep, so that's always been my question. And here's another thing. You know when people talk about finding stuff, like, very deep... But yet, I found a meteorite that probably was part of the meteorite that hit in Utumka. Um, um, ever how many hundreds of millions of years ago it was? Uh-huh. That um, that how is it on the surface of the ground if everything slowly like sinks into the ground? Because I've, I've always think I've, I've thought about when I found that meteor. I think it's a lunar meteorite though. So, but yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? Well, I think that this is a pretty good stopping spot right there. Yeah, we got a few minutes, but you know, I yeah. think it's still. I think. Well, we like I said, I'll keep bit. everybody updated when you know on the next show and see if anything comes of it, yeah. or if nothing happens again. 
Yeah. So, it's just a weird coincidence. I tell you what, maybe on our next episode we'll talk a little bit about our walk. Yeah. Tell, tell a few stories that are on here that we tell because you know the people that are going to hear this are probably not going to be walking on the tour. No, they're not. So, uh, but we will need to probably get together this week and also do a, a walk through yep. on that because I got to see how well I'm going to hold up and how much medication I'm going to have to take for pain. Always a good thing. Uh, yes. So, um, but yeah, but I think, uh, but I think we pretty much covered our situation and everything. We're wrapping up a little early on this one. Uh, and we'll have a little bit more discussed on some other things because I would like to bring up more of, uh, some other cryptids and stuff yep. and maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll keep everybody updated. Yeah. Definitely want to hear more about that. Um, but Hey, I hope you have a good week. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you too. And everybody else out there, I hope y'all are doing good and do well and, We'll see you next week. See y'all later. I do hope that you've enjoyed the stories from the spectral side. <laughs>